Welcome to Building Resilient Families, a podcast brought to you by Jamina Foundation, designed to unfold a series of conversations with people from around the world, offering unique perspectives on resilience that are practical and relatable. Hello, Mala. <laughs> Welcome to Zamina Foundation Building Resilient Families podcast. And uh, here we are to talk about how we are able to, how we can inspire people to build resilient families. And to give a little view about Mala, Mala started as um, a doctor in Air Force. Uh, that's how she started her career. And now she's helping local women in mountains of Ranikhet to knit and to connect them to livelihood, provide them a source of income, uh, provide them a source of space. And uh, that is only the beef I want to tell. Uh, I would like to know actually, who are you? You know, I would like to know who is Dr. Mala Shrikant. So, hello, Jamal. And of course, greetings to all your viewers. And thank you so much for having me here on your podcast. It's it's very nice to be appreciated by someone like Jamal, who is one of my personal, (laughs) well, one of the people I look up to myself. Uh, where the question is concerned as to who am I, you know, the doctor bit is completely expendable. In in many ways, life has taught me not to attach my identity to my to the prefix of my name, mm-hmm. which is doctor. So, mm-hmm. I would like to call myself just Mala. Mm-hmm. Shrikant is Shrikant was my ex-husband's surname, which I have kept for the mm. last 35 years mm. just because it would make the life of my daughters easier <laughs> so mala as such um, mala uh, tends to question and have uh, high power voltage high voltage discussions with the voices in her head um, I, I have been a doctor for about 35 years and mm. By God's grace, I got a chance to do something completely different because Mm -hmm. I was involved in a road accident in which I lost most of my memory. So I I was forced to step out of this doctor persona Mm -hmm. and also to appreciate the fact that I've been given a second life. And that Mm -hmm. is when I moved to Rani Khet and I started with the knitting. Mm -hmm. So basically, I've realized that I am a person who loves people. Mm-hmm. Wherever I can get a chance to be with people, interact with people, learn from them, I have mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Now, as a knitter with uh, with the women, I am on a daily learning curve. Mm-hmm. They teach me so much. They teach mm-hmm. me about resilience, yes. They mm-hmm. teach me about strength, about being happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, also about taking one day at a time. In mm-hmm. fact... Why just people, even dogs? I love Mm. dogs, by the way. Mm. Yeah. So I think even the dogs teach me so much. So I'm very much, I feel that in a way, I'm like a sponge who's absorbing all, everything which people are coming into my life to give me. And um, in the process, I have uh, become wise. Mm. I have become, uh, I've become very strong. Mm-hmm. And also, I think empathy has become my second name. To, to understand this journey, I, first, I would like to go through where you actually grew up. Like how, where have you spent most of your time, the spaces which we are, you have shared? Yeah, so the past, um, I'm the eldest uh, daughter of an army officer. My father mm-hmm. was in the uh, army as a doctor. 
I was the eldest daughter. I had a very brilliant brother just a year and a half behind me. Hmm. I still have actually, thank God. Hmm. They're both alive. Yeah, my brother and sister. <laughs> so I had a very beautiful sister and I had a very brainy brother. Hmm. So I was invariably the black sheep of the family. I could I can always remember the disappointment I was to my parents hmm. because I wouldn't do well in school mm-hmm. and I wouldn't uh, you know I wouldn't be the sort of child that they could show off to others and say like see and nobody would say oh such a such a pretty child or anything like that hmm. so childhood and I would say young teenagehood hmm. was all about being a wallflower and being completely ignored so even though I did quite I did very well in school mm-hmm. and I got into one of the premier medical colleges of the country AFMC mm-hmm. Armed Forces Medical College but my own self-image was about mediocrity mm-hmm. downright ugliness mm-hmm. I didn't believe anyone could ever look at me or mm-hmm. admire me mm-hmm. which is on hindsight it is really hilarious because when we have college reunions my <laughs> batchmates always share how they loved having me around how they wanted to be like me how they mm. adored the way i could get on with everyone but i couldn't see so that mm. is what i realized that so much of our image about ourselves is based on how our family treats us mm-hmm. most people go through life with that same with the same image in their head mm. luckily for me afmc armed forces medical college was a great place to grow up in mm. in those five years to become a doctor at least i got i got a whole lot of self confidence because i was ragged mercilessly for the first one year no <laughs> college <laughs> uh. they used to be i was mala day those days so they used to be mala day <laughs> ridiculous mm. jokes my cycle used to be put up on trees mm-hmm. but that is what straightened out my spine you know mm. i became quite a toughy I mean, you couldn't sort of yeah. walk all over. I remember this story when you get got your TED talk, and your dad asked, like, "Why are you invi- yeah. after seeing the speakers? Yeah. Why are they inviting you?" You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, it took my family a long time to catch up with me. Hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. for them to get over, I don't know. My mother, of course, I lost her about thirty mm-hmm. years ago. She mm-hmm. died of I'm breast sorry. cancer. But yes, my father has been there. as a, a huge support system and though hmm. most of the time he wouldn't agree with the way i would do things hmm. but he was steadfast in his support you know hmm. so i think one has to just uh, you know you have to accept your family for what they hmm. are hmm. you have to you have to understand that your parents don't attend a parenting college or a parenting school before hmm. they become parents so hmm. they bring their own issues into and mm-hmm. they pass them on to the children mm-hmm. it is then an individual's responsibility to realize mm-hmm. that how much of the voices or your conditioning is programmed into you and mm-hmm. how much you can unprogram yourself mm-hmm. you know by affirmations by working on ourselves all mm-hmm. of us have that space where we can choose to change our our self image Mm-hmm. and with it's only when we choose it's only when we change our self image does sure. the world change its image about us mm-hmm. invariably it may take time but you will succeed 
you will succeed in getting out of a bad marriage you will succeed in getting out of say debt you will mm-hmm. succeed but mm-hmm. it is when you take responsibility for it mm-hmm. you don't go into the victim mode and say ki mere sath hi aisa kyun hota hai and when you are responsible for yourself mm-hmm. your victory is your victory mm-hmm. you can claim that victory mm-hmm. that like for me mm-hmm. because i believe i am a success Mm-hmm. so the world also believes that i am a success it treats mm-hmm. me like a success mm-hmm. whereas as i said in the ted talk if you look mm-hmm. at my life mm-hmm. i mean i was a mediocre student okay mm-hmm. i got married then i went mm-hmm. through a very early divorce i had mm-hmm. i'm a single parent to two children mm-hmm. i've brought up two daughters by myself mm-hmm. i was out of the country i was in oman for 12 years i've come mm-hmm. back restarted mm-hmm. life in india Hmm. I've had a bad road accident lost my hmm. memory lost my appearance that's why I'm a little hmm. crooked hmm. on one side hmm. I've had to give up my profession so hmm. if if I want to I can say oh god has given me so many you know I've been punished so much bhagwan hi jaane what have I done etc etc so hmm. everyone would have said oh poor thing everything hmm. goes wrong with her hmm. but because I've taken responsibility for my life hmm. I do a tech talk I hmm. get interviewed by you. I Or, I am considered to be an inspiration for so many people. And lot of media so, coverage from Al Jazeera yeah, to, to Better of, India yeah, BBC, to BBC, BBC, yeah. BBC and documentary and everything. It's all documentary. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it is. It is. I find it. Abs- I mean, it just sort of underlines this philosophy, which I truly believe in. That we have to choose how do we take on life. Hmm. Do we choose to be a victim? Mm. or do we choose to be okay mm. okay bring it on you know but when these things were happening for example if i yeah. go back a little earlier in your life when you were going yeah. through uh, the divorce or uh, when these things are happening and you had children five I, ugly years five yeah. years it took five ugly years it took to get a divorce it wasn't wow. an easy um, you know sort of uh, uh, just civilized how, across the world how old were and, you daughters uh, that time they were very young they mm. were very young they were not even 10 i was a very confused very timid uh, mm. person when when i had gone to oman that was in 1990 mm. i was just 30 uh, 31 years old mm. i was a mother of two children my mother really? was dying of cancer mm. my husband was in india with the children mm. and um, it was it was i i think it was about 7 years of complete darkness hmm. and of being battered literally battered not physically but emotionally and mentally not everyone around me saying what is wrong with you why do you want to break this marriage think about your hmm. daughters it will hmm. be so difficult for them you know you are a uh, you know you are a multi uh, you are from different states you know interstate marriage mm. your daughters will neither be from karnataka neither they'll be a bengali mm. think about them stick on stay mm. with the marriage he's mm. not beating you he's not an alcoholic he's not a womanizer mm. but you see there are there are other things which make up a partnership which mm. i yes i was also lacking in commitment mm. maybe or mm. in respecting my husband regardless of what it's not that mm. you know mm. he was a villain and i was a victim no no, mm. no. i mean mm. i i'm not 
I'm not a you know saint by any ways. Mm. So I was equally responsible for mm. the situation. If but, not saint, but you are my favorite human. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? It in those years, uh, I still remember. Uh, it took me a long time. I mean, I there were some books which. which made a profound difference to me mm. and also the fact when i thought about it that my husband and me were supposed to be the star couple of the indian air force we were both mm. working in the indian air force when we met mm. and we got married mm-hmm. i mean i was a doctor he was a pilot mm. we looked great together we had a great sense of humor and 8 10 years down the road we are divorcing we are separating mm. so i really thought about it and said what is it how mm-hmm. it does this happen mm-hmm. you know without going into the blame game mm-hmm. i went more into an analytic space mm-hmm. and there were a few books which i read at that time i mm-hmm. i really believe that if you set out on a journey to mm-hmm. find yourself mm-hmm. you know like sharukh khan uh-huh. puri kainat comes to help you literally mm-hmm. the universe is there to help you mm-hmm. books would fall out of shelves in mm-hmm. bookstores Mm. like seven habits of highly effective people by oh, stephen covey yeah it's my a bible it's, uh, it's mm. my bible it really helped me mm. then i also went into the study of vedanta mm-hmm. not on a religious way but mm. on the philosophy way mm-hmm. that that gave me the clarity about you know this life which we lead and how much of it is all illusions and for how much of it is mind games played mm-hmm. by our own ego Mm-hmm. which helped me profoundly mm-hmm. to look beyond just me and my husband to mm-hmm. to understand where he is to mm-hmm. understand where i am mm-hmm. so i would say that in oman the success of my practice mm-hmm. gave a big boost to my self confidence mm-hmm. the fact that i was reading these books mm-hmm. was a huge was a huge help Mm. and also the fact that there were these little little um uh, victories mm. for example i was practicing in a tiny village in a place mm. called sumail mm. and my daughters had to go to muskat mm. to uh, to study that was the only indian school mm. and there was how does a child commute 85 kilometers that's a long long so distance, nobody right? nobody around us had mm. ever brought their children plus i have to work i can't just take the children up and down mm. so i found a petrol pump which was 25 mm. kilometers from my house uh-huh. on the petrol pump there was a, there was a, a general you know a supermarket mm. and there was a very nice kerala a man from kerala who had mm. four children mm. he had a, got a vehicle to take his children from this point you know mm. from mm. The, his house to the school and back mm. so i requested him i said please take my daughters i'll pay mm. you for this i will bring the children 25 kilometers and drop them mm-hmm. and then so early morning at 5:30 we used to go down 25 kilometers i would drop them come back 50 mm-hmm. 50 kilometers done 50 kilometers practice done. the whole day yeah. then again go in the afternoon go 25 come back 25 so 100 kilometers per day i would be driving oh, that's it a... i did that for one year I think that's and why then, you don't mind coming to Delhi, driving all on your own in the car, roaming around. I love driving. You know, <laughs> all around your yeah. car on your on your own. Driving, driving is not an issue. Yeah. 
so to get back to this in one year's time there was a you know there's a government hospital near my clinic and there were a lot of indian doctors expats mm. there so mm. they thought if this woman can do it so can we so mm. the next session mm. about seven of them brought their children uh. from india to oman mm. and they were also commuting till that petrol pump you know till that shop leaving their children Mm. So one day I called all of them over to my house for tea, and I said, instead of all of us taking our children there, let's pool together and buy a bus, and mm. let's get a driver, and the, the, it'll take our children. Six years later, when mm. my daughters shifted to India to study in a boarding school, mm. there were eight buses, which were going from our village. They were going to uh, the Indian school, the Pakistani school, the Bangladeshi school, the Sri Lankan wow. school. Yes. So the, you know the, the whole idea of uh, getting afraid or mm. the idea of saying, "Oh, I can't do this," mm. it just vanished from my mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. because I I would say, "Let's try, let's see," mm-hmm. and I found I could do it. So how I'm, long were you in Oman? Uh, I was there for twelve years. You were there for twelve years. Mm. Yeah, and after uh, after seven years, I mm. sent my daughters back to. a boarding school in india hmm. which was in ranikhet actually that is mm-hmm. where the first connect happened with ranikhet where i live hmm. now hmm. but uh, going to first dealing with the divorce then going all the way with you to oman and then you deciding then to send to boarding school how did they take these all these things all these things to a large extent uh, they hmm. really weren't given a choice hmm. i was quite a uh, what should i say i was a very firm parent mm. you know i had just two or three rules but mm. i was really firm about them mm. it was not that i was a bully but no no you were i, I was you, very clear mm. mm-hmm. yeah and i you know um, after a, a divorce like the one which we had mm. i could see my daughters going into a victim thing of you know feeling mm. really and i don't blame them you know they felt mm. bad that they didn't have a father mm. they felt bad that they were so far away from the rest of the family and you know mm. so i thought that they need to go to a place where they'll meet other people mm. and they'll realize that it's not such a bad deal i mean mm-hmm. every human being mm. is a is a story you know yes each yeah, one yeah. of us we all have our tragedies we all have our challenges secondly jamal i believe that Uh, which is a belief i still have i believe mm. that in the shadow of one big tree another big tree cannot grow mm. you know, i'm a mm. big tree mm-hmm. and it would have been very difficult for my children for my mm. daughters to find themselves and to mm. get the strength to be mm. tall and strong themselves and oh. uh, i think after a year or two mm. both my daughters really blossomed mm. really blossomed so they found their voice mm. they found their you know their principles mm. it's 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 lovely that we share the same principles in life my daughters and me i mean it's so like amazing that you completely you all three of you are completely different individuals which i really like you are not like siamese or so it yeah, means so that you, and all three of you have grown strongly in whatever spaces you were so probably yes. they, you had the right skills but it it just in different challenges of life in different spaces of life yes. they flourish you know 
but what was that change or what was that moment and apart from books where the people or family or anyone like what actually you know helped you or you know facilitated this whole outcome of mala you know right now <laughs> so i had um uh, a lot of credit i mean i am really thankful to a set of friends whom i had hmm. you know i had about uh five six not very many friends hmm. who have stood by me in the best way in the best way they could stand by me hmm. you know hmm. i had uh there were some friends of mine mm. uh, the one of them uh, she was my uh, uh, chitra jha mm. a mm-hmm. very dear friend of mine she was in oman mm. she and her husband so mm. i had three sets of friends like this who would just come pick up the children from school mm. and take them away for the weekend mm. so i would get a day or two just to be you know not mm. having to really think about and the girls would have a great time they would learn you know living with other people it wasn't mm. just them with their mother mm. they had other so called foster mothers in their mm. lives mm-hmm. i also had a couple of very good listeners as my friends mm. there's one who is a doctor asha nayak mm. she was about 10 years older to me mm. and i do know we are as different as chalk and cheese <laughs> but asha had the ability to listen to me ranting away saying mm-hmm. the same story about my past again and again mm-hmm. and every time her response would be as if she's hearing it for the first time how beautiful i mm-hmm. marvel at her patience because if mm-hmm. somebody did it to me i would have said i've heard the story five times mm-hmm. now can we move <laughs> on but no asha never said that Uh, so with the result by the time those 7 years were over and i finally mm. got a divorce mm. there was no bitterness in me mm. there was no anger mm. either against my husband or against the world or against mm. anybody that was also thanks to oman yes mm. so you know those 12 years i mm. i earned money mm. from being a penniless doctor i became mm. a woman of substance in every possible way but that is yeah, because I, is that you see because it provided you the required financial independence uh no the financial independence was also done by being very clear about money hmm. so jamal for me my philosophy is the first 10 days of what i earn hmm. has to be saved hmm. it's not mine hmm. and just saving in a bank account or something doesn't work so hmm. i would take on a project Mm. like i have to buy a house so i have to mm. give an installment so mm. keep myself on a tight string so that mm. the first 10 days of the month whatever mm. i earn is it's not mine mm. i will not touch that money i will not even look at that money mm-hmm. the next one day day number 11 mm. whatever i earn will go completely to charity mm. i will not even look at that money mm-hmm. okay and then the rest of those 20 days what i mm. earn i have mm. to learn to live with that money mm. i did that for 12 years in oman mm. now i live proudly in my 10th real estate project the apartment which i have now ha uh, i have i have sold and bought 
but you know like i would sell one and then buy something a little bigger and then mm. add more mm. relentlessly through the years mm. and this is my and i've never taken a house loan mm. i've never taken a loan in my life wow and you have through this. Yeah. yes i've brought up two daughters we live comfortably i mm. drive a car of my dreams mm. but it was only through this philosophy mm. of saving and, money uh, this way yeah mm. being very and charity mm. i truly believe in the philosophy that you must share mm. you must give your right hand should not know what your left hand is giving <laughs> pretty much that like what prophet muhammad said but <laughs> I lived in Oman with his words for 12 years. You know, I yes. was I was soaked in Islam. Yes, my my patients, that. my patients used to tell me in Arabic, my Arab uh, patients, that uh, you know, Tabiba, you you must be a Muslim. <laughs> like that, we just let's take you to Makkah, Medina. Take you to Hajj. Make you do make you do the Hajj. <laughs> yeah they used to tell me tell now you come with us to do hajj because you cannot be anything but him. and then i used to tell them i said you know a human being yes. is a human being yes it does not matter what religion you are hmm. and that is when I, actually i think i consciously gave up this whole hmm. thing about religion completely hmm. i'm hmm. deeply spiritual hmm. but i'm definitely not into any religion You know, because i i, mean, I agree with you that humanity has, should not be designed you know defined by who you follow humanity should just yeah. be defined who you are who you are yeah, who you choose yeah. to be who you choose to it's be it's not even who you are who you choose, who to, choose to be yeah you choose to be a villain so be it so be it you know true true yeah and choose you choose you know so after spending 12 12 years and when you came back to india how was it like was it a cultural shock to you reverse cultural shock or what was it like <laughs> so so when i decided to come to india from oman huh. everyone in oman thought i'd lost my mind because hmm. i was earning very well my daughters hmm. were in class 12 hmm. and um, uh, they said well, what are you going to do there and i used to give them this lofty thing of I was born an Indian so I must my destiny will be in India nonsense like that I would talk yes. I came no. back uh-huh. I had a very nice apartment in uh, in Calcutta uh-huh. and um, I had the princely sum uh-huh. I thought I had enough money to last my entire life uh-huh. okay I thought I had lots of investments so how much money did I have uh-huh. I had 7 lakhs okay. <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that will be enough for me my daughters everybody hmm. i'll be very happy hmm. i came to india hmm. and within a month i said mala what did you think <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine how my father and all would feel that you don't have a pension you don't have a job hmm. you have two daughters who are just coming out of school oh. and now you're back you just uh, got a house i mean uh, how are you going to you know live like mm, so mm. i think they they must have started thinking okay let's open a savings account for her because i think we'll have to support her <laughs> <laughs> and then i used to give these big philosophical talks also like joy <laughs> yes. but i decided okay i've worked very hard for 12 years so mm. i need a holiday i mean a holiday meaning for 12 years means 12 months mm. one month for every year of working So yeah. 12 months I'm going to 
so i traveled all over india met my relatives set up mm. my house mm. and while i was doing all that in calcutta uh, the dhobi brought some clothes mm. after ironing you know you know wrapped up in a newspaper mm. and while i was unwrapping that newspaper i saw that there was a little ad advertisement mm. there by mm. who for consultants mm. in the mm. in public health mm. in the field for tuberculosis mm. i read the i read the you know what they want etc i said okay i mean i've done my mbbs and i mm. i mean i've been in the field in the village for mm. so long mm. and i'm an ex air force officer so mm. i wrote a very nice yeah mm. i wrote an application and i sent it mm. and then i went through three stages of interviews mm. and you know jamal exactly one year to mm. the date of my returning from oman to india hmm. i had my appointment letter with the who in my hand wow you know and um, that is when i realized hmm. that experience is something which you can't buy or which you can't get by giving an exam hmm. you know so hmm. the people skills or the hmm. experience which i bring to the table hmm. because of my past and because hmm. of handling so many uh, challenges Mm. it gives me an edge which a young guy who's just mm. done his md mm. or dm or his phd and mm. who's gone from one college to another mm. one place to another mm. he will have none of the skills which i have of mm. course i will have none of the knowledge which he has you know mm. i mean to give him credit mm. but the point is that when you have a team you need a bit of everything you know mm. you need somebody with academics you need somebody with mm. uh, you know Uh, people skills whatever mm. and i believe that the selection board was very wise in mm. selecting people n- not just based on their qualifications but mm. you know a mix of both mm. mm-hmm. so i joined the who mm-hmm. i had not even um, i had no idea of a laptop so i got mm. a laptop i learned mm. how to use that mm. and i had these um, colleagues who were all young mm. they were not even 30 most of them mm-hmm. and i was i had crossed 40 mm-hmm. i was in my mid 40s at that time mm-hmm. so i had to learn from all of them which i did of course mm. i learned it was you know how to give make presentations how to handle star powerpoint powerpoint <laughs> so excel came later excel came much later so i i went through all that and it was you know it was really good to understand all that mm-hmm. so as such surprisingly or unsurprisingly then i came back in 2002 and this is 22 so mm-hmm. in the 20 last 20 years mm-hmm. i have never missed oman wow. i have never never thought i wish i was there or mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. it was as if this door closed very gently but firmly firmly and i mm-hmm. i realized mm. the power of looking forward of mm. being in the present mm. you know it's only by being in the present that you are truly powerful so it taught me this whole thing as i was telling you before one is the power of choice mm. and the other is the power of being present mm. that okay today this is what i have now acha chalo let me mm. let me tackle it so mm. they have to make a powerpoint presentation okay let me make that properly you know mm. instead of mm. thinking oh they are also young and see i have to ask these youngsters you know even my boss was so much younger than me so that was how i was um, 
you know tackling uh, hmm. being in the who as well as my daughters were just coming out of school hmm. and i was uh, i was posted in up in lucknow hmm. and one fine day i was going to raibareli to hmm. see you know with with the district tv officer mm-hmm. and we had a head on collision with a bus mm-hmm. our driver died on the spot and his body I came thought. and crashed me oh and i was completely nice smashed day. on one side mm-hmm. and it was a huge amount of miracles and lots of things like you know 18 bottles of blood were given to me My i was God. airlifted from lucknow to delhi of course wow. i have to always thank my family my brother mm-hmm. who's one of the most i mean he's a brilliant orthopedic surgeon not mm-hmm. because he's my brother but because he really is brilliant mm-hmm. my brother my sister my family rallied around me mm-hmm. and they were just so there you know mm-hmm. who was all there mm-hmm. you know my consultants my the consultants the colleagues the entire team everybody i still remember there was a dr dilip singh who came all the way from jhansi and just mm-hmm. sat with me wow for a week People just to reassure my daughters yeah. that mm-hmm. you know i'll survive mm-hmm. of course most of most people thought i'm not going to pull through but i did yeah because kainath yeah. was coming together to say yeah. you you were too yeah. precious to and but then of course <laughs> the kainath took its kainath took its price uh-huh. the payment i lost my memory i mm-hmm. i couldn't remember anything about my past i couldn't remember much about medicine Hmm. and um, yeah i had to accept that i'm never going to really be look very you know hmm. i mean i was never miss india material i never oh, was but i remember yeah. 40 stitches two months in hospital it's a tough yeah. thing you know it's a 45 yeah 45 my god 45. 11 fractures of the ribs yeah my god it was quite I mean, something it is quite a yeah but maybe i needed that you know hmm. i mean if i didn't get such a resounding slap maybe i would have tried to be my the sister of my daughters who knows <laughs> <laughs> but so, coming back to sister of your daughters i'm like so during see you got divorced pretty early you know 30 31 is yes. like 31 is like nothing as per yeah, you know people don't even young. get married at 31 yeah so so you how did you manage to you know did you not uh, think about remarrying or meeting someone or did you actually fall in love which we don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, actually uh, to be very frank with you since mm. again as i told you i'm no saint mm. i went through a couple maybe two or three i don't remember because again i've lost my memory mm. but uh, i did go through two or three relationships mm. okay mm-hmm. and um, uh it was very interesting to see how that they were a cycle you know mm-hmm. it would be like for about 2 years i would be doing fine mm-hmm. and then there would be somebody i i could by the second or the third one i don't remember mm-hmm. i had become so adept at knowing my mind mm-hmm. i knew that okay now i'm going to do i'm going to justify the whole thing of having a man in my life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and again i knew that okay when there would be somebody in my life for a little while things mm. would again go mm. it, it's it's bound to happen until you don't work on a relationship again it mm. will go apart it will fall mm. apart mm. then it would fall apart each relationship fell apart mm. and then i'd pick myself up and again for mm. two years i would remain huh fine 
and then again it would happen the pattern you recognize that pattern no? was a pattern i knew it mm. Mm. so i think when it was the third time mm. i told myself okay mala this time <laughs> all or none mm. we will go all the way mm. we will see where this i i used to call it you laugh mm. now but i used to call it my last man project <laughs> okay this is the last man in my life this man is mm. whatever i need to learn mm. i will learn from this relationship mm. okay so it's really like going into a relationship with your eyes really open wide and with a diary and a pen next to you to note down all your observations literally mm. like that. Mm. so i went into this relationship mm. and uh, you know i mean uh, i watched my mind come up with this whole thing of what sort of a guy it would be etc and i realized that you can conjure up whatever you want mm. and sure enough i did mm. conjure up exactly what i thought i needed mm-hmm. i thought i needed someone who's a little older to me who's mm. you know who's comfortable with my success that was mm-hmm. important because mm-hmm. i was i'm a very successful person yes. so somebody who's comfortable with my success blah blah mm-hmm. blue blue whatever so i did manage to conjure up a person hmm it was just like that hmm and then i realized that when you pick up one end of the stick hmm. you pick up the other end of the stick too hmm so if i'm going to find somebody who is older to me mm-hmm. of course he's going to have his relationships in the past mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's not going to have been waiting for me mm-hmm. okay so relationships are messy so there's mm-hmm. going to be a messy past mm-hmm. so there'll be people coming out of his past Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. also if he's going to be so uh you know sort of attentive or mm. if he's going to sort of be so uh understanding of me mm. he wouldn't have been born with that understanding exactly he must have practiced it mm. so who would he have practiced it on other mm. people on other mm. partners mm-hmm. so uh, there are going to be uh, there are going to be multiple people in his life mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure enough Mm. he was a very charming person mm. very wonderful but mm. he was not charming not just to me he was charming mm. to a whole lot of other women as well yes you know? mm-hmm. and then i thought about it and i said do i really want to be part of like is this mm. so it took me a, quite a lot of time mm. and i'm always eternally grateful to that gentleman mm. because he did turn out to be my last man project oh I my god learn, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow i did learn so much Mm. about myself and mm. my attitude mm. i mean it is again as i always say ek hath se you know it's Tali not that uh, yeah, yeah he is a villain i was a victim no nothing mm. like that nothing mm. never so i learned a lot about myself mm. as to how i am in a relationship what are my insecurities which come out you know mm. when i try to be with somebody else mm. and uh, i came to the i gleefully came to the realization mm. that I am my own best friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Nobody loves That's... nobody loves me as much as I love you. <laughs> sure. I think it's a good relationship. So it's a good me. lesson for all of us who are yeah. wanting to yeah. spend their their lives in a yeah. Absolutely. It is when mm. you realize that the 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 amount of uh you know the amount of love that you get from yourself you can get mm. an equal amount of hate from yourself if you choose to yeah true you can have a voice inside you telling you all the time you're not good enough you're not good mm. enough 
Hmm. But similarly, you can also have a voice saying like, "Wow, Mala, hmm. no one like you," you know. Hmm. So, I think I found that voice about hmm. yeah, ten, twelve years back. Yeah. This, this sometimes I feel that there is also a need in us, na, to love as you have bunch of people. You're not only. it's also you're not only managing your house you're managing the people in the house the number of four legged humans in your house and the a group of women as well who who you're managing they're sharing your life and they're sharing their yes. stories and stuff so how does the where you always how many dogs do you have right now is it like is it that thing that you want to give love to you're finding these people to give the love because i think that that coming the giving love or loving someone also sort of you know keeps us uh, in love <laughs> actually no i i really believe that love is like love is like an overflowing jug you know hmm. the more you the more you love the more the more it comes goes out the more hmm. it, it spreads hmm. and there is nothing like you can only have this much of love hmm you know like you can only, you i can only love four dogs 20 mm. women six friends two daughters mm. no you can put a number to it the more i the more i think i really believe the more i love myself mm. and the more i love myself with all my idiocies and all mm. my ups and downs the more i can uh, love others for what they are and then for the more they love me yeah because uh, it becomes very unconditional you know mm. since i don't want anything from them mm. i'm not loving people because i want their love back it doesn't mm. matter to me because mm. you know main to apni best friend hu sort of thing mm. but um, uh, it's it's great to have you know you get so much back without even asking for it mm-hmm. and whenever the thought comes that i need to love mm. again it is coming from a place of scarcity hmm sure you know whereas mm-hmm. actually love is all about abundance hmm so um sometimes it's a little difficult for my loved ones because they feel i mean there were times when my daughter used to say like is there anything you do just for me like tum to sabko sab kuch deti rehti yeah but you're not being that's selective na you are not being selective which is so awesome no. it's such a inclusive everything yeah. is inclusive you know when i think when you are happy with yourself mm-hmm. having a partner really becomes to a large extent immaterial mm. i mean it's great if you have a partner but you will again have the space to let them be themselves mm. you know and mm. your focus will remain on your own journey <laughs> I mean, life is a journey. We are learning all the time. Even today, while I'm talking to you, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm learning to put things in a mm-hmm. in a more objective fashion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with a partner or without a partner, you will you you need to continue on your journey, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and I do believe the fact that both my daughters are in their thirties and mm-hmm. they have brought in so much of. their own growth their own mm. learnings before going into a partnership mm. that uh, they are in a space which i definitely was not in in my mm-hmm. 30s you know yeah i was battling too many demons too many issues mm. to be i wasn't even half as sorted out as my daughters are mm. 
but comparatively you if you see at your time you you are still an anomaly <laughs> but at that point of time and to to the time right now you have always chosen a path which you would like to choose you have made a choice you have not followed the path of the yeah. people or the people who yeah. are around you your family friends who are telling you that this path seems okay you have created your own journey and i think for you is it not pressurizing sometimes do you feel pressure of being because you that also space is very lonely you know because there is very few people like you who i have met yeah it is uh, you know um, it's a daily morning choice to mm. be true to choosing to be true to what you believe in mm. it's a choice which has to be reiterated every day in the morning mm. mm-hmm. yeah. mm. and yes uh, the biggest battles are fought inside your i mean you know the biggest challenges or the biggest uh, battles are always inside you mm. the ones outside are the small ones mm. you know your mm-hmm. uh, decision of how you will be affected by mm. uh, what people think about you mm. or uh, Uh, when people uh, say that you know like you talk too much or mm. you know it's you're so exhausting because mm-hmm. you have all these fundamentals and you're just, mm. why do you have to be so strong all the time mm. or whatever mm-hmm. so uh, the biggest battles are with myself on how mm. i am going to choose to respond to that statement mm. whatever so it's a daily it's a daily uh, choice mm. jamal to be mm. sort of person i am today you don't have one dog you not only take care of your own three four dogs but also the dogs on the street which you find and you have adapted them and how they have taken you and stuff like that that is that in itself you know taking care of these many animals in the house itself I, how do you manage though these many dogs and how many <laughs> dogs do you have right now i just have four dogs right now <laughs> just <too much>. So, so you think? know, this is something which I learned from my grandmother, and mm. which I've learned from watching older women. You know, mm. people of say maybe two generations, like I would say, your grandmother or your great grandmother. Mm. You know, they used to have seven, ten kids. Okay. Mm. Yes. They would have the kids. The kids would grow up. It's not that they were all beggars on the street. No, they became mm. doctors, engineers, lawyers. Mm. They started their own business. that mm-hmm. is like say the generation above us our mm-hmm. parents okay? mm-hmm. they did well for themselves they became independent mm-hmm. and they would go home for family reunions when they would be like 10 brothers and sisters and 25 nieces and nephews you know like big families mm-hmm. and on top there would be this grandmother you know who mm-hmm. has produced this whole thing mm-hmm. and how did she manage there is mm. nowadays you feel equal stressed out with one kid are mm. still is not doing homework here is it's just a way of you know it's an mm. attitude you just go with the flow you go with the flow you don't have to give yourself that much of importance that oh i am looking after or bringing mm. up one child mm. i am bringing up one child mm. but as actually you want the child mm. has come with his own destiny you yes. know true, even true. if you die tomorrow the child is not going to die with you the child yeah. will grow up hmm. so you know you go with the go with the flow mm-hmm. and do what you have to do mm-hmm. and don't bother too much about the result you know? mm-hmm. i mean i don't i don't really bother that my dogs don't know how to do shake hand 
Mm. Or, <laughs> uh, you know, they sort of make a lot of racket sometimes. Uh, they're pretty organic. Just as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, yes. not, it's not my, uh, you know, yardstick of success. Mm. My yardstick of success is that I have four happy dogs in the house. They mm. don't dirty the house. Mm. They listen to me. They're ready to go for a walk when I have to. Mm. That's all I need. So there was at this time I'll I'll share one small story which is part of my life uh, the yes. thing mm. that uh, there were two uh, you know ascetics or sacred men who were living somewhere in the Himalayas mm. and um, this these I mean they were in their own separate caves mm. and uh, one of them thought that I need to have a tree an olive mm. tree you mm. know the oil I'll get the oil from that. Mm. and i will use that oil to burn the lamp on which i'm meditating mm. so you in, in our country you i won't say olive i would mm. say mustard or mm. whatever you know mm. so he is growing a tree he is growing mm. an olive tree mm. and um, he's uh, you know he he plants it is growing then he says oof it's getting very cold mm. it's mm. winter time mm. frost will kill it so he covers mm. the tree Mm-hmm. and then in the summer it is hot and he says oh this poor thing needs water so he would water the plant every mm. day and in spite of doing all that mm. in 2 years time mm. the tree died oh. okay. mm-hmm. and then he sees on the neighboring there is another ascetic fellow in his cave and mm. next to him there's a nice olive tree growing mm. he got really to say that he went to that guy and he said like how is come your tree is growing and mine died because mm. i did everything i watered mm. it i covered it from the frost i covered it during the monsoon so that it doesn't get rain mm. i've done you know i've added fertilizer everything i've done and still my tree died and your tree is growing like this mm. so that guy said i planted the tree mm. and then the force mm. which is looking after me and mm. the tree mm-hmm. that force knows best what the tree needs mm. so i have done my bit and i've accepted whatever mm. the force does mm. i mean the force knows you know mm. or so it's the same thing you can do what you want but mm. there are so many issues there are so many things like you know like even children you can mm. do everything you want with one ki- child and mm. but there is no there is no guarantee that that child is going to grow up to be the next whatever you know he could be somebody with a whole lot of self doubts and who might decide to jump from the yeah. sixth row balcony yeah. you know when he does badly huh. so similarly you know so if you don't give yourself too much of you know if you mm. don't sort of if you keep your ego under thing that i'm doing just what i have to do the mm. rest is up to the force i'm a mm. great fan of star wars so for everything else <laughs> made a force with you damn <laughs> blood <laughs> i've lost so many dogs also here some mm. have died of old age some have died of malignancy somebody has come under a car and killed died mm. so be it mm. that's my job is to be there for them and then mm. be there with them for their last breath and say bye bye and that's how you deal with the loss like some that's yeah, how you have that attitude the loss that everyone has to go yeah. and that i believe that's also a very good lesson for my loved one mm. so that when i when it's time for me to go mm. i hope people have the strength to let me go mm. that they True. don't hold on to me you know mm. Mm. so True. so you have actually see when i i can keep on talking to you 
the whole day i find it so interesting just to listen to you and i have so many questions i can keep on asking but mala runs an amazing uh, initiative called needles to say more in rani khet which is a knitting group basically but the women in the knitting group are not only just learning like knitting they are learning major life lessons and they are becoming financially independent apart from gaining like this amazing skill and she has created this whole program out of scratch from no learning of community in terms that she is not trained as a social worker she has worked as a doctor in the community but not like community work and everything but she has managed to create an enterprise out of these women which is an inspirational in itself so i would like these four different hats which you wore of a parent single parent of a person who has traveled to a different country and came back of a do- of a dog parent and fourthly as an entrepreneur maybe a, a sentence or two for each okay one sentence which would which would apply to everyone hmm. to all of them hmm. it would be choose to respect others the way you want to be respected yourself respect 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 hmm. Hmm. that is the first thing there has hmm. to be that humility and the respect just hmm. because somebody is younger than you or hmm. if somebody is wearing different clothes or hmm. if somebody has less money than you today in their mm-hmm. account Mm-hmm. does not make them unworthy of your respect mm-hmm. if even it's an aspect of life whether it is death whether it is birth whether mm-hmm. it is uh, you know going through surgery whatever mm-hmm. respect the second thing is don't take yourself too seriously you know mm-hmm. i mean we, we are not messiahs we haven't uh, come to change the world you're uh, just there you're having uh, remember we are only you know they say human beings are gods having some fun it's literally mm. like that mm. we are it's a it's a journey it's mm. the day you are born you have an expiry date stamped on you the mm. day you have to go you have to go yes. so don't i mean don't take yourself too seriously that oh i must leave a mark and people must talk about me years from no mm. no that's mm. a waste of time and ego you know mm. so do what has to be done enjoy enjoy what you're doing enjoy mm. your successes Mm. um be very gentle to yourself mm. when you are going transition and when you are going through a challenge be very mm. gentle to yourself wear mm. something nice eat mm. your favorite food you mm. know be nice to yourself you know mm. so yeah so that is to everything like even becoming mm. a parent the first two mm. years you need to be very nice to yourself don't mm. listen to all this peer pressure and get stressed out oh my baby is not getting teeth or whatever whatever mm. doesn't matter in the long run mm. you know it really doesn't matter whether a child walks at 10 mm. months or at 1 year it mm. doesn't matter if they come first in class 6 or mm. in class 10 because by the time they are doing their graduation they won't even remember mm. we never hear 50 year old being said oh i am so and so and i came first in class 3 no mm. we don't introduce ourselves like that you know mm. we move on mm. so it's not a big thing mm. and uh, finally gratitude gratitude mm. and gratitude mm. it's um, it is vitally important mm. that you don't take your blessings for granted mm. vital vital mm. every day i mean you start off with having a gratitude journal mm. and writing down three things which you are grateful for yeah that mm. has helped me in my mm. earlier when my 30s when mm. i had no idea of myself for mm. me now it is i'm grateful for everything you know mm-hmm. i mean there are times that i'm just drinking water from my bottle and i say like oh the water like you know 
Abe Hayat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, talking mm. to you, mm. you know, having your uns unwavering attention for two hours. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> grateful, really yes. grateful, really mm. grateful. I would also like you to tell what are you making right now with your group and how people can if they if anyone in is it interested in seeing your products and buying your product how can they reach to you thank you we are we are now an organization which is called needles to say more that is my handle on insta where we have a, a insta page where you can see we uh, post regularly about the knitted stuff which we make we make exquisite exclusive and expensive handmades mm. so we make lovely shawls baby uh uh baby shawls and things like that mm. we make knitted bed covers beautiful stuff gloves and uh, neck warmers and accessories mm. our hallmark is our faultless quality mm. i have a zero tolerance to mistakes mm. and my women also have become like that so we are experts at ripping out mm. our work and mm. i think it's that's my karma because that's why i really managed to knit anything perfect the first time i'm always ripping out my own knitting also in the process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so we do have a website called uh, needles to say more.com mm. and we uh, we we send our things all over the world just uh, googling needles to say more will will help you find it yeah so i'm i'm really grateful for all the, the internet and social media has found me i can be found there So, <laughs> I don't know if I'm in a small, <laughs> in a small, uh, small place. town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so yes. thank you so much, Mala. I, I I really think that after speaking to you and when I was making up my mind that I should speak to you and stuff, I knew your life already, and I thought that you would make such a good candidate for people. But I also believe that a help from someone who has a story to tell and a story we can we can get inspired from is the best help one can get because it helps you understand that there is power and power and courage in you which the other person will find and you can also use that courage. So thank you for your time. Thank you for giving so much of time and touching so many of subjects. And on behalf of Zamina Foundation and our team, Navrata, Etna, Aruna, I would like to thank you. Okay, and with this, I will conclude. Thanks you. This is what comes. Let me also say my thanks. As I said, <laughs> gratitude, gratitude, and gratitude. So yes. thank you so much, Jamal, for having me here and for you know giving me such a you know time to just uh, talk about all this. And yes, as I always say, if if it helps, if it can help anyone, I would feel so blessed. you know yes, yeah it it's, it's so good to be that yeah to yes, be there so thank you very much thank you thank very you. much thank you you were listening to the resilient families podcast do visit our website and share your feedback by writing to us at podcast@jemina foundation.org until next time stay safe